Hi, you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. Good morning. It's Friday. Oh, Friday. Thank you for being here. If I had the motivation on Friday to get everything done so that I could enjoy my Saturday on a Monday... I'd probably not have to worry about working on a Friday. Anyway, I was thinking about something. I have to keep it short because of my scheduled life that requires me to have that so I can get the income that I need. States I must leave in approximately eight minutes. But I want to capture this, and that is I was thinking about... <clears throat> I was listening to the... the uh, Brett Weinstein and Heather Joe Rogan experience interview. I highly recommend people listen to them. I just truly enjoy this married couple and listening to the fascination of all the research they did that has nothing to do and everything to do with our world today. And it gives you an entirely different side of where their world is at to discuss the factual data and information they have that could possibly help enlighten other areas and aspects of our world because maybe it's all connected. But Pell Grants, Pell Grants have been around for a long time. And the reason why I know that is because I was the class of 94. I technically am the class of 93 because that's when my GED went into effect, because I tested for it in 92, and at the time, I was only a sophomore in high school, and what they said was, you can take the test, and we can actually let you pass the test, and we can even say that you have passed the test and therefore qualify to go to community college at 16. However, you can't get your piece of paper that diploma that says it for reals until your physical high school class graduates, which was two years away. I was like, that's fine. I don't care. I don't need a piece of paper to know what I'm doing. And it's actually quite genius for them because the fact that they administrated the test allowed them to retain me as a student and collect all the government benefits of that because they're helping me become a better person. They also were uniquely, uniquely staffed. Like, talk about God's miracles. <clears throat> the fact that I lived 20 minutes away from a community college that was forward-thinking and also had an on-site daycare for student moms to be able to get the education and know their kids were cared for and go to school together. Like, I literally took my daughter to school. And I got out of high school bullying, tormenting, and torture. It was the most beautiful, peaceful transition for two years. The Pell Grant is the Black Friday of college. It's a get it or lose it. I was a 16-year-old single teenage mom, high school dropout. I qualified. Yes, they had gender elevating it too, but they also did have even more so based on race. So I didn't qualify for everything, but I qualified for enough. And that's all I needed was enough so that I could go to school and not have to pay for it. 
I still had to pay for my gas. I still had to pay for my car. I had to get a student loan and that student loan allowed me to purchase a vehicle, although it was a 1987 Ford Tempo. And I realized that the reason why the Ford company called it a Tempo was because it meant it was temporarily on the road because it always broke down. I would be driving and all of a sudden all the electronics would go dead, the car would die, and I would just have to slowly work my way off the highway and then sit there and figure it out. And I thought it had something to do with some battery thing in a trunk. I have no idea to this day. I ended up selling it off to some illegal Mexicans for cash and then I took the cash and I bought a old beat up Mustang. I think it was an 89 Mustang that needed a paint job and had some rough seats. I got some covers, covered up all the cigarette holes, had low miles and the engine was strong. That's all I needed. And uh, cleaned it all up and I drove that. And I did what I could do to get by and we got by and we did well. And um, I might not have, the whole point was I went to school for journalism broadcast journalism, business admin, and marketing because they didn't have the right title for what I wanted, which was some massive advertising executive, but ended up there anyway. And I can't help but think to myself how sick and tired I am about hearing about how everything is so wrong right now. In the 80s, they built a program that I utilized in the very, very early stages of 90s because everybody knew about them, and they were grants that allowed inequality, diverse, oppression, poverty, like, like prove you're poor, prove you're stacked things against you, like being a teen parent, or prove that you are also a different race or culture. And you qualify for this grant that pays for your college. And then they still allow you to take student loans to help cover the gaps of everything else. You're allowed, you were allowed to use it for rent. You were allowed to use it. And I'm not saying encourage debt. Don't encourage debt at all. But at the time, it was like a 0% loan that you would have to pay back six months after you complete. No. Yeah, it was either six months after you complete the degree or six months after you drop out. But they give you that reacclimation time to figure out how the heck you're going to pay it back. And it was very, very, uh, just kind of like not risky. Like it wasn't setting you up to fail. And I have no idea. I have not looked in 20 years to find out where are you in Pell Grant land. It hadn't been since my daughter was in the same shoes and I was the parent helping her figure out what types of resources were available so that she could continue her education and keep going through this and be successful on the other end that I looked into it. And I don't, so oh, more than 10 years ago, I don't know where we stand at that today, but why is everyone complaining and crying, making it sound like it's too hard to get to it? If it's, if there's anything wrong, it's that we're not communicating to people that they can have it because it's there. And it's not depleted because, again, it's like a Black Friday. So the reason why I say that is because it's first come, first serve. And they will tell you, X date is when you start applying for Pell Grants. And you have to be ready and you have to be online. You have to get there. And then they go through it and it becomes a until it runs out. But I, not knowing that as a 
sophomore in high school had a guidance counselor who said, you know, it's, you know, Pell Grant's been open a few months, but let's see what funds are still available. And sure as crap, they still had funds. So I look at it as a Black Friday as, you know, everybody might be at the store to get it. And you should be because you really, really, really want that, you know, DVD player or flat screen that's going to be stupid cheap only on this day and at this time when they open the door. I mean, heck, that's how I got my Cabbage Patch Kid back in when I was in first grade. I had to climb over people and climb up escalators that they turned off. And the only reason why I got one was because it was limit one per person. And some gentleman had two and he saw me like crying because I had to climb everywhere. My mom was carrying a baby, so I had to run for us. And then I got there and he let me pick one. He was like a angel letting me have a cabbage patch doll. Her birth certificate said her name was Juana. I still have her. Oh, Juana. But anyway, I look at it as it's the Black Friday PJs that are still there when you decide to come back a day later to see what's left to pick from. So why is it not promoted that everybody has the opportunity as an American citizen to go to college? You just got to finish high school one way or another, which is also called a GED. It's a two-day test. I didn't even have to do the writing part. They said, just don't even worry about it. You're so past that even if you failed that and got a zero, you pass. And I said, I want to see how high I can get. I want a record. Like, I want to be an SAT. I want to be like, I've got a 1,300 on my GED. And they're like, no, you're done. So I have no idea what my potential score of a GED could have been. But I did enough of it to not have to finish the other part. And you know what the stupidest part was? Was by the time I'm a sophomore in college... And I'm walking the hallway of my college and my daughter's over at the Tiger Top Daycare. In start coming people from my school. My graduates. Not necessarily any of them that picked on me or did bad stuff or like traumatized me or anything like that. But more so the ones that knew people did. You know? It was almost like I wonder if that's how people feel when someone from their past shows up and they're like, shit, they knew. And they're like, dang it, I can't be me no more. <laughs> Here comes the halo of guilt and shame. Either way, the whole other story about the fact that I wanted to push more into advertising because I knew the ethics and legalities and referencing and detail of journalists even though it was so much fun like I enjoyed being the news desk for the college and uh, I've worked every single position so I got to do producer I was director I was uh, content I was you know like story curator I was host I was uh, cameraman one cameraman two like I've done all of it back then now I everybody would laugh at me I'd be like oh yeah look here's my VHS cassette tape but it was so much fun, and I loved every aspect of it, and I just really, really enjoyed being a media buyer and doing ads and creating messages and figuring out how to influence people to pay attention to me and buy my thing and do that, and I was really driven for my whole life to do that, and I told my husband the other night, I don't have any regrets. I don't I don't look back on it and say it's all a lie. Is it a lie? Sure. It, it is because of the way it evolved and what it was. But it wasn't a lie to me when I fell in love with it. It was a truth. And it was a fun, exciting, 
like genre to me of, in a way, film and messaging, because you had 30 seconds to get someone to do something instead of an hour and a half to convince them to love it. And it was so important. I still think it is. I really do. And if anything, I, like I told my husband, I have no regrets because I learned enough through that entire industry, especially the media buying aspect of it, because I had to speak to so many representatives of so many DMA markets. And I would just connect and learn and have conversations. And we'd look forward to talking with each other again. And anyway, I just, I just built a network of really cool people that I could ask any weird, wild, stupid question. And they would giggle and laugh and then tell me answers so that I could really learn why by my fourth year, I was publicly letting other media outlets and friends and vendors know that I felt Nielsen rating system was not an effective method of measuring how we pay for things and that we should probably talk about other ways to measure it so that it's a fair system as market to market shifted, even though I didn't, I didn't even agree with the way they were capturing the data. I mean, to this day, it still is hilarious. It's so hilarious that we use the system that failed for so long to dictate everything that mattered and everything that was popular. It's like, what do you mean this show's good? Just because the show before it was a year ago, and now you think that because it's in the slot, those other people care too? It's so funny. Anyway. I feel like we were really on our way to make sure we had equality. We had opportunity that no matter what, people were able to get things so that they could not be held back from what their passion or American dream was. And I'll admit, even back then, there was a lot of broken stuff. There's still broken stuff. Did you know that if a minor has a child today and the father is not a minor, he is not responsible for the care or payment of that child until she herself is an adult. Until that time, her parents are responsible for what their child has produced. I gladly accept the responsibility of my grandchild and honor the fact that it helps me keep tabs and, and rights and things together. But I also know people that could have very, very well been better off escaping the home to which they were in at the time of their teen pregnancy debacle and benefit from the baby daddy adult guy for fiscal responsibility while we figure out how to help her get on her feet and move forward and not need none of them all and take care of herself. But right now I just want people to get along and I'm seven minutes late. So have a fantastic Friday. And there you have it, another episode of Oh Hey Heather. I hope it has made you think of a story of your own or how you could relate to this one, or if anything, just something you could enjoy. Thanks everyone and have a great one.